In today's show, I'm joined by Adam King. We're going to answer your questions live on this mailbag show. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball, and on Substack at JoshLloyd48.Substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, thank you for making... Locked on Fantasy Basketball, your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. And we're here to answer questions. I'm joined by the one and only Adam King. Kingy, welcome. Morning, morning. I'm just flicking through some of the news from overnight. We've got some uh, players out, players sick. We do. We definitely we definitely do have some players out and some players sick. So uh, both of those are in Atlanta. I'm sure you guys will have questions about that. The number one question in the chat was, what color shirt am I going to wear today? And it is a light blue with a little... Vincent Van Gogh logo right there. So there you go. There's the answer to the number one question of the day. Let's just go with it. Arrestus Kusunas says, DeJounte Murray's out for two weeks. Yes, he is. Is AJ Griffin a must roster? King, I would have um, said that he was already. But what? let's just turn this question into what? what's the situation here? We've got Collins out. I've got Hunter out. Now I've got DeJounte out for two weeks. What's the waiver priorities you're looking at there? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Griffin should have been rostered everywhere. Anyway, I know I roster, I've got him in, in quite a few spots now. Um, yeah, look, I think based on yesterday, um, I think it was Aaron Holiday that, that sort of got the minutes, but I, I don't want to add Aaron Holiday. It, it was uh, Aaron Holiday, but Aaron Holiday was out of the rotation um, and Trent Forrest was ahead of him, but Forrest was dealing with a concussion. So I don't know whether... Like Forrest had played 13, 15, 15 minutes and Holiday had been DMP'd in all of those. And then yeah. um, Forrest got a concussion. So don't know if they go back to Forrest over Holiday. That's why, and Holiday, you're right. He's terrible. Like there's there's very little value. I think he, he might pop off for a game just through usage, but it might be like, it'd be worse than like a Tyus Jones type of stream, I think. Yeah, I'd much prefer Forrest. So hopefully he can get back and, and maybe you give him a look. Um, Bogdanovich, but he, I mean... He's probably still on that minutes cap, so yeah, they're, they're not going to, um, yeah, they're not going to sort of move that move that up. I wouldn't think based on this. So um, yeah, look, probably Forrest if he plays, but otherwise it's it's just uh, other guys that are going to get more touches. I think. Yeah, it'll be Holiday times two. It might be Forrest. It, remember that Dejounte Murray's not really their point guard. Like he does play backup point guard minutes. So just because. He's listed as a point guard, and Aaron Holiday is too. Doesn't mean that Aaron Holiday plays 32 minutes. Like Aaron Holiday next to Trey Young is actually a horrific combination of starters there. So it could be Jarrett Culver that starts instead, like a more of a defensive-minded wing who obviously can't shoot, but has put in some decent minutes. Maybe it is Bogdanovich. Maybe it is Justin Holiday versus Aaron Holiday in there. We don't have to replace Dejounte Murray straight with a point guard because he was the only point guard minutes he was playing was the 12 or so minutes when Trey Young was off the court. So that's not necessarily a requirement for a straight point guard just to replace DeJounte Murray because I think even my head initially goes, oh, it's just Aaron Holiday. 
but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. But now they're just dealing with so many rotation injuries. And of course, Trey Young missed practice today with the illness, Kingy. He, yes, he did. And as you alluded to prior to jumping on, he, whether he's actually ill or just sick of what's going on in Atlanta, who knows? Um, but yeah, look, if he's out, then God, um, maybe it is Aaron Holiday. Well, it might um, have to be in that case. There's no one else. So yeah, well, I guess I have to wait and see. They don't play today. I'm assuming they probably play tomorrow. Yeah, they play next on Friday against the Nets and then Sunday against the Bulls. All right, Brian Chen. Does Walker Kessler eventually take Jared Vanderbilt Bar's starting position? Adam King. Mm, I, I, well, I would like that. Um, and, but I think yesterday was probably, it was. I think they said it was just sort of a matchup kind of thing with Mark and out. It was it was more, let, let's get some size in there. And so I, I don't think this is a, a permanent thing, but the fact that they're more than happy to move Vanderbilt to the bench and he's only playing 20, 22, 23 minutes most nights. Um, he did have a better game, I think, the yeah. previous game to that. So yeah, two games ago. Um, yeah, look, I, I would – I mean, it makes sense to get him out there, but I, I wouldn't say they're going to do it just yet, um, especially considering they're winning. Would you grab him in twelve all 12 team leagues if you could? Oh, look, I think if you've got a roster spot, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just grab him and, and drop someone for the sake of dropping them. Um, I'd have to have someone that I'm okay with dropping it and just grab him and, and see. I mean, he's doing he's doing stuff, even in limited minutes. He's getting blocks. He's getting rebounds. Um, he's one of those luxury stash guys that, that you sort of talk about who, who can still at least give you some back-end value even in 17 minutes. So, yeah, maybe take a flyer if you've got a spot. Look, he's gone in all of my leagues, and the one or two that he wasn't gone in, I grabbed him in. Um, he's played 22, 25, 17, and 24 minutes the last four games. Of course, the fifth game before that, he played five minutes, so that just throws a spanner into that. But like you said, the fact that they were happy to bench Vanderbilt for balance means that they don't value Vanderbilt that highly. They didn't say, oh, we need to bench, I don't even know who else, sorry, Kelly Linick for balance. We don't need to bench Jordan Clarkson for balance. They were like, no problem benching Jared Vanderbilt. And... If Kessler plays 22 off the bench or 23 as a starter, it doesn't actually matter. He's going to get two or three blocks. He's one of the best shot blockers per minute in the NBA. Great field goals, great rebounds. We knew that about him. We just needed 20-plus to get there, and he's there. I think if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, and that's the possibility with all these things. But it's one of those ones where the upside on a Kingy is too great, I think, to leave there and go, oh, let me just wait. Let's have three more games. Let's have two more weeks. Like there are some of those where I go, all right, fine. Like someone asked me off topic here, hey, should we add Josh Okogie? Like, no, like I'm not interested in that unless somehow he does develop a 26 minute a night role and keeps shooting like this and does it over a period of time, then I'll go, I believe it, right? Because I, I just don't believe it. But I don't, if I miss out on it and it is actually real and Josh Okogie is actually good now, then I'll go, oh, well, I made a mistake, but I think the thought process was right on that. Whereas for Kessler, I go, I'll, I'll grab it now. And then if he goes back and plays 12 minutes, oh, well, like I'll, I'll deal with it. I just think that there is a difference in those ads, even though both guys have produced in their last game. I think the approach to both those types of players in in, in comparison to like not those names in, in particular, but those types of guys, I think you've got to have different approaches to it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think, look, in my mind, I think, well... It, Vanderbilt, Kessler, if, if they're both playing 24 minutes, who would I rather? I think the answer is Kessler. Yep. Yep. I, I agree with this. Um, all right. 
Norm says, why is the schedule so weird this season? It's always one full day team and next day it's two to three players. Was it always been like this? Yes, literally always the same. Wednesday and Friday, always big volume days. Tuesday and Thursday, low volume. Monday, Saturday, Sunday, sort of in between. It's always it's always been the same and it always annoys me. Um, okay. Shapaz says, should we think about rostering Quentin Grimes in competitive 12-team leagues? Kingy. Oh, uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I think you could, uh, you could maybe make an argument that that yes, but I'm just. Uh, it seems to it, both he and quickly they seem to alternate good games. Minutes are up and down a bit. Um, so I'm not personally. Um, but I, I mean, I th- I think there's a, a case to be made for maybe, but I'm not. Yeah, I agree. I think there is a case to be made for maybe. I think he's a clear 14-team league ad. I think if you wanted to take a crack in a 12, no worries. But like you're going to have these games where he scores 20-plus points and it comes on 70% shooting. And then if he shoots normal percentages, he'll have four points. So the minutes are locked in, and we love that. We love 35 minutes a night. Um, the last game was really, really good. But I don't think there's the consistency there for him to be a must-roster 12-team league player. Absolutely, in anything deeper, go for it. Uh, it would depend on who I would drop in terms of a 12-10 to take that chance. But again, when I look at the comparison back to Kessler, Kessler's really good on a per-minute basis, whereas Grimes not. He needs so many minutes and so many things to actually go right for him to provide that value that one thing ticks down. And instead of playing 37 minutes, he plays 29. Or instead of shooting 60%, he shoots 48 or something, then then there's nothing there. Like It's just not going to add up to enough. And yeah, that would change if Barrett got out or if Randall was out because then he wouldn't be the fourth offensive option and he would get an opportunity for more shots. But as of now, there'll be the random game that happens. But every other game, he stands in the corner and like just tickles his own balls. Like He doesn't do a huge amount out there. And that makes it really hard for me to look at him as must roster. He's clearly on the radar and he's playing well, but I don't think I'm ready to... I'm not, not ready to push him into a 12-team discussion at this point. No, he was good yesterday, but he shot no, he was. like 70% or something. That's not going to happen. He got two blocks. That's not going to happen. Uh, and, and McBride seems to be getting minutes, which is nice. Yeah, McBride, that's one for deeper leagues. He's replaced Derek Rose in the rotation. Guys, I'm going to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Master Class. We're all looking for lifelong education. We're looking to better ourselves. And there's no better way to do that than going to masterclass.com and seeing all of the world's best artists, icons, and leaders anywhere, anytime, and at your own pace. You can learn so many different things. Songwriting from John Legend, improving your singing skills from Mariah Carey. There's over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors that that thing that you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Now, I know Kingy told me off air that he's been working on his Mariah Carey-like high notes. He's not quite there, but maybe a masterclass will push him over the edge and bring us into that you know sweet, sweet fantasy that he hits. That real high note. And I'm confident that you can do it, Kingy. So you reckon you can can hit a high note like Mariah? You're more confident than me. (laughs) (laughs) I I highly recommend that you and Kingy check this out. This holidays give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on. Terms, only terms, not conditions. Terms apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. If you're hiring, every hire, it can be not quite make or break, but pretty close to it. Because if you make a mistake in hiring someone, it sets your company so far back. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
go to LinkedIn jobs, create that job, and then go to your LinkedIn profile and put in the purple hashtag hiring frame. And that lets people in your network know that you are hiring. Go in there with the screening questions. That helps you get to the bottom of the list of people that you need to see with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Okay, question time again for us. Adam, let's get to the next one. Hmm. Oh, here's an easy one from John Smith. The biggest layup question you'll get. Will the mellow ball play this season? Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. He will. Well, People, I really hope he does. If he do, yeah. if he doesn't, then it's going to be one of the biggest shocks of all time. People are panic. People love a panic about a shut. I'm getting questions already, man. What do I do? Do I trade away LeBron because he's going to get shut down? Lamelo is not going to play, so I'm just going to dump him. Uh, guys, like we just need to like settle down. I think a little bit with some of this stuff. All right, here's a question that is interesting. Diego Cordero he says, "I have Killian Hayes already. Good work." He says, "Should I drop Jaden Ivy for Andrew Nemhard now?" This question, I think, you know, ignore the Killian Hayes part because I honestly don't care. That doesn't mean anything with Jaden Ivey. The Ivey situation is what's more interesting because Kingy, when we looked at him in the preseason, like his Purdue stats didn't translate particularly well to NBA. Low assists, low steals, poor percentages, field goal and free throws. And that's not the makings of a good fantasy player. And it's basically translated exactly the same. Yes, he's fast. Yes, he's getting good minutes and good usage but he's not a good category league fantasy player. He's a good points league guy, and I think he's a must roster there. I'm not sure, and there's a lot of caveats behind it. I'm not sure he's a 12-team must roster guy. What's you, your view on him? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm souring on him a little bit. Um, I think, I mean, as you said, take that Killian Hayes part away, and who would you rather have, Ivy or Nempard? I think it's Nempard for yep. me. Um, his role is pretty secure. And their minutes are the same, basically. Yep. Um, he, I mean, they've got paces. Have got uh, Duarte to come back, but, yeah, but he's bad. Hard. I think he's already better than him. So, yeah. Um, yeah no, look, I, I would. Yes, the answer is, is yes, and, and yeah, I, is Ivy a must roster? Well, I don't know, fringy, I guess at best. But I, I, I don't have him in any leagues, and I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I don't think I do either. But he, what he is, he's a must consider to me. Like, okay, you have him and you hold him, and then you think about it, but. What he's producing isn't good. It's not good. Like there's so many deficits in his game, and he's one of those guys that will get have an 18 point game, but will come on 18 shots, and you don't see the peripheral stats there. And while we do anticipate, and I know there's a common misconception, and I talked about this on yesterday's show that the big men take the longest to develop. It's not true. It's guards that take the longest to develop, and they off they struggle so much early on in their career. He might put up top 75 numbers in March, but can you deal with top 200 numbers? for the next three months. And only you can answer that. Like, I can't tell you how your team's currently going. Are you sitting like at the top of the table? Then hold on and and maybe you get a good player later on. But it's also like we held on with Anthony Edwards. We held on with Trey Young when he struggled. We held on with Jalen Green when he struggled. And they paid it off Young earlier than Edwards and Green. But you know, the second half of the season for those other two guys was really good. But Ivy's nowhere near that level of prospect. Like he's not. This class, he was picked fifth, but this class is nowhere near as good as those other classes. So he's not that level of prospect that we go, well, I just wait. I wait for this stuff to come because I know how good he is. Like in a draft such as last year's, he might, Ivy might've gone at pick nine. Like I, I, well, Ivy didn't declare for last year's draft because he wasn't good enough to go early in the draft. Like that's sort of where it sits 
Um, so I have the faith in those really high guys. That's why I had faith in Jabari Smith as a really high pick this season. Hey, he'll turn it around. I know the value's there. But after it drops down, like with Ivy and Murray and even Matherin, like they're not the same level of prospect in my mind. And those deficiencies in their game make it harder for me to have faith that that'll come around at it in a in a time frame that suits whatever my team is looking for. Yeah, and I mean even just the numbers, he's outside the top two hundred this season and, mm. and almost top three, barely top three hundred over the last week. So, seen this question a couple of times. Let's do it. Ken Wu is Rubio a stash? No. What do you think? No, I don't think so. Look, he's not going to be back this month. He might not be back next month. He's going to be starting maybe to do some five-on-fives. But he, look, he's a 33-year-old man who tore his ACL in January. That's a 12-month return, if not 13-month, for a player that age. Um, or if you're Jonathan Isaac, it's a 30-month return. They are flying. They don't need him. When he comes back, he'll be a bench guard playing limited minutes and missing back-to-backs. The appeal there is like so small, like a... Yes, there'll be nights where, oh, he had six assists and two steals in 20 minutes. That's really good. And that'll be a one-off thing. There's absolutely no point in holding him now. Like, even if he was fully healthy at the start of the year, I wouldn't have said he would have been a 12-team draftable player playing 18 minutes behind Garland and Mitchell. I, w- I wouldn't have thought anyway. Yeah, last year, I know he played pretty well with good minutes, but you know, Sexton's not as good as Mitchell, and Sexton got hurt. And yeah, I don't I don't say it. Anyway, um, let's get to another question here. Wow, this is... Okay, Michael Liu, we can transition this into another question. Is Bowl still must-add? He's up for waiver claim, my league. Why the hell is he on your waivers? Now, in everything I've been saying about Bowl, it's my expectation that he's going to drop off when a bunch of their rotation players return. He was really good yesterday, but he'd sort of fallen away there. He shouldn't be on any waiver wire, can he? No, I mean, as you said, his role at some point, you think he's going to scale back a bit when they get healthy, but who knows when that's going to happen. So, yeah, no, if he's on a waiver, I'd go and get him. Rokas Ulysses, do you actively avoid having two players with the same team? I have Kyrie and KD, and I see that two game weeks are incoming. Uh, I don't. No. Not, I mean, I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to have like four players on the same team, but um, I've got, yeah, most, I would say on most of my teams, I've got two players from one team. I literally pay no attention to what team um, these guys are on. Like, yes, you can focus in a little bit more when you come fantasy playoff time. But I don't look at it and go, man, I can't have these two guys here on the same team because you're just costing yourself actual production. Yes, there might be a week where the Nets play two games and that hurts you when your two of your top three guys uh, are out or playing only two games in that one week and that might just be an L of a week. What that means is they play more games than the other weeks. So it really boosts you. So if that two-game week happens in the playoffs, then yeah, that's pretty bad. right? That's not ideal to have that situation, but you can make moves to get away from that. But if it's a random week 10 matchup, I don't think you should honestly care at all about that. Like, I wouldn't waste any brain power thinking about ways to to adjust that or anything um, along those lines. Kingy, I've got one more thing we've got to tell people, and that is that today's show is brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for all professional and amateur leagues out there, football, basketball, soccer, the World Cup, esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. Who do you think should be favorite, Kingy, to win the World Cup? I wouldn't even know who's in the final or anything. I know Australia are out, but I don't watch soccer. So Wow. Adam King just denigrating the world game. For my money, it's Brazil. But we will see how that goes. You can check all those odds out over at world at worldcup.com. Don't not worldcup.com. That's not who we're advertising. It's betonline.net. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts.
Kingy, just the unnecessary shade at uh, at at the world game there. Wow, didn't see that coming. You're well, the get... games are on late at night. I've I've got other things like sleeping to do. Yeah, the timing is not good for these fi- final matches at all. It's like first games at two a.m. and the next ones at six. It's a bit of an L to have those um games at that point. All right, Brian Chen is Poku leaning towards a drop? I dropped him. Thank you. I think I did too. Um. It's really hard with the minutes and consistency. We know if he plays 27, he'll be good enough. But when's the last time he hit it? Like we're seeing Jalen Williams and Jeremiah Robinson Earl get prioritized. Even if Poku starts, Williams plays more than him off the bench. And then there's Wiggins and actually basically back out of the rotation, weirdly enough, as old mate Eugene Omari has stepped in in the last game. Um, yeah, it's really hard to hold Poku at this point. Unfortunately... He's sure. a good. I mean, he's a good fantasy guy. But as we've touched on, the the Thunder are trying to win games, and they're gonna. And Poku doesn't help you win games. Sometimes so. he does, and when he doesn't, they just well, they just sit him down. Occasionally, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's often a, a team sort of not a maybe not a team low, but he's a he's a minus twelve in a game they win by two or something like that. I, I see some wild takes on, on. I know I have opinions on coaches. I see some wild takes. Man, the Thunder coach he needs to get fired. What he's doing to Poku is killing me. Like that. That's like the most insane like fantasy criticism based on your fantasy team like he oh, how's he doing this what's he jerking them around for yeah he's trying to win games and he's succeeding there's nothing wrong with doing that right that is that is not a poor coaching decision he has got a bunch of guys who he doesn't know whether our future nba rotation players and i agree with him on basically all of those ones maybe the giddy stuff i'm a little bit critical but he's trying to win games which people have been complaining about the thunder for for the last two years People complain about that. But then I've also seen, King, that people have this huge fantasy slant on things. I've seen a lot of people complaining about your mate, Dwayne Casey. Man, this guy needs to get fired. How dare he not play Marvin Bagley? That's the only thing I've ever agreed with Dwayne Casey on in my life. Like that he's gone, yeah, this guy's trash. I need to sit him on the bench. But man, fire Casey. He's killing us. Man, we need a new coach in there so they'll play Bagley 30 minutes so he can show us what he can do. Like, I, I, I don't know what game you guys are watching. Like, me and, me and Dwayne Casey... We're, we're so tight on that decision. We're, we're thick as thieves when talking about Marvin Bagley. Anyway, is Embra says, is Sadiq Bay going to stay consistent? Um, well, I mean, his minutes are, have gone down. So I think, I mean, the last couple of games have been all right. Like he scored well in limited minutes, but you take take those shots away and, and he's not offering much else. So yeah, I, he's, I think I've got him in in maybe one league, but all I really need from him is points and threes. So I'm just holding on to him. But Yeah, I, I think he's a drop, but the minutes are all over the place because in the last few games, their starters are getting killed. Bogdanovich got ejected last game. There's always something that's enabling him to play a little bit more. But if they play all their starters, 30 minutes, like 32 to Bogdanovich, 31 for Hayes and Ivy and Stewart, and then if Bagley gets 29... Then he just won't get 26 minutes. Like he just he'll play 23 minutes, and we saw it three games ago. He played 18 and 17 minutes in those two games, and then weird stuff happened, and guys got benched, and his minutes pushed back up. So to answer the question, will he be consistent? No, he won't be. He's never been consistent in his career, and he's a very empty player in terms of what you said. It's points and threes, and when that sort of waxes and wanes, I think he's a very much just a fringe guy. Billy says, "Do I see Nance getting more minutes, or are they paying Jonas too much to let him be the backup?" I don't think they care about paying him. We've seen that all season, Billy, that they will sit Jonas Valanciunas without any problem in the world. And yes, they'll still continue to start him. But in games that are close, Nance plays more than Valanciunas. Now, they played together last game, which was something we hadn't really seen, I guess, because Ingram and Jones were out. But I don't think that you need to read into that money 
and go, well, this is what's happening. Look at how much Evan Fournier is getting paid to sit down and do nothing. Like, yes, there might be something in that at times, but in general, that's an overblown phenomenon, I think. Yeah, no, and I mean, they're on top of the West now, I think. So they're going to keep doing what they're doing and then they've shown that they're more than happy to bench Jonas if yeah. if he doesn't fit the matchup. Um, it's been a little bit tricky to, to get a really good read on it because they have been winning quite comfortably um, yesterday. That, that's just and, and Nance played 29 minutes. So, All right. Rokas says, last video, you said that Kawhi can reach top 35 game to game. Why are you so sure about this upside? Because I've seen Kawhi Leonard play for 10 years in the NBA, and I'm pretty confident that a top five per game fantasy player or top 10 for multiple seasons, that there is going to be a period this where in two to three weeks' time that when we hit maybe February or, or January, that top 35 is not a compl- not a ridiculously high bar for him to get to on a per game basis. This is Kawhi Leonard. Like He doesn't look great at the moment. He's still shaking off rust. But he played 30 minutes in yesterday's game. He had a game winner two games ago. Like... For me, if I had said I think he's going to be top 10 per game rest of the season, then I get, I get the skepticism. But I don't think top 35 is a high bar to reach for Kawhi Leonard. No, I don't think so. No, and, and as you said, he played 20, 28 minutes, then 30 minutes. Yeah. So he's, already, he's not quite back. We, you want him at sort of 30, 33, 34, I guess. But so I'm going to take God, I'll, I'll take 30 minutes of Kawhi Leonard any night. Yeah, and he, look, he's still he's not back. The shooting is not no, quite there. No. Like it's it's not it's not there. But what I think I don't remember exactly what I said yesterday, but it was something like when we hit to the second half of the year, January, February, like he should be returning top thirty five at least per game value. I feel pretty confident that he gets there, unless there is a setback, which of course could happen. Right. There's already been yeah. one or two this season. But yeah, like he's he's a really good player. Um Ryan Horlbeke, I apologize if I mispronounce that. It's the Pirtle injury, which is now week to week. The first sign on the wall for Spurs go full on tanking for Wembenyama. The Spurs have been tanking, I think, basically since they started off hot. They're the only team that is making questionable injury decisions in my mind. And I hope for that reason, they don't win the number one overall pick. They've got a 14% chance of doing that. And I hope they don't win it because they are the only team that I question a lot of what's happening on their injury report, Kingy. Yeah, yeah, no, I think um they I mean, obviously it's in the in the back of their mind well, maybe the front of their minds, but it's yeah, as you said, a lot of these other teams that we thought were gonna tank and, and go after Wembenyama clearly aren't doing that. Um they're the only team. Although I mean, even if if Pirtle was to come back and play, I don't think it's gonna make them win games. Oh, yeah, they're so, not good. No. Um but so yeah, look, I I don't know. I mean I, I saw there was a photo I saw on, on Twitter yesterday of of two fans with Spurs jerseys on, and one said Tank, one said Wembenyama. I saw so, that too. So the the fans are all are up for it. Um, but yeah, as you said, I, I don't I don't like teams getting the number one uh, the, the number one pick that way. Bajinder Singh says, "Is there more upside in stashing Tari Eason or Jonathan Isaac?" I is to me, it's it's I just don't trust Isaac at all. Um, I get we've seen him produce at an NBA level, and that was back you know, before electricity, basically. But like this guy is going to sit a lot of games. He's going to have restrictions, and he's not going to start. So I, I, I don't, unless there is an injury, I don't see a starting position for John Isaac ahead of Wagner or Carter or Bunkero or honestly even Bol at this point. I, I don't really see. He, he Maybe he gets there. Uh, Eason, it's pretty clear. Like, see you later, Eric Gordon, and then you can start. Like, And Eric Gordon's not... Anywhere a part of that future, although Stevens 
Stephen Silas seems to think he is. So do you have a different opinion on that? Like, where do you sit with Jonathan Isaac just in general? Uh, look, I mean, much the same, I guess. We know his, his per-game upside is quite... Well, it can be quite high, but I think I saw that he's played two games in over a 1,000 days. So we talk about rust with someone like Kawhi Leonard. What's the rust going to be like for Jonathan Isaac? Like, It could take him four years to get back, but that's if he ever comes back. I mean, I, we're seeing sort of... If you read the tea leaves, we're seeing bits and pieces about he's getting close, he's working out. But until I actually see him back on the court, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah, exactly. Look, he's still not back. And yeah, we heard this last season. Remember when he was like, oh, I'm going to be back at Thanksgiving? That was last season. And then it was yeah. like, oh, maybe Christmas. And <laughs> cool, we're still not there. Um, Apad Trends says, if Victor Lodipo is off minutes restriction, who loses value most amongst the rotation, even on a healthy team? I'll let you have that one. Yeah, I know he's back. God, I haven't got him on any teams either. Uh, look, it's probably... I mean, even if he's off his minutes restriction, I still don't think they're going to play him. Like, I just don't think he's good enough for them to, to play him sort of 34 minutes or anything like that. He's he's a he's not one of their main guys. So I don't think it has a massive impact on anyone that actually matters. All right, here's a question for you. Is he better player than Kyle Lowry? No. Is he a better player than Tyler Hero? No. Is he a better player than um, Max Struess? Mm, maybe, but Struess, they, they need Struess's shooting. So, Is he a better player than Gabe Vincent? Well, maybe not. There you go. Well, Gabe, that, Gabe Vincent is all, has his knee thing going on, though. He does. That, that's their guard rotation, though. So, yeah. like, he's not pushing ahead to start ahead of Lowry or Hero or Butler. Um, Butler won't play the four full time, so that means you know, is he better than Caleb Martin? I'm not even sure. How old's Victor Oladipo, Adam? Do you know? So I looked this up yesterday. Oh. I was pretty surprised. Um, no, I wouldn't know. Is he 32? Yeah, he's about to turn 31. Right. 31. So okay. for a guy that's missed basically most of the last three seasons, yeah. he's played little bits. Like he's not a young. He's not Jonathan Isaac's 25. Right. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about that. Like Oladipo's 31. So he's already on the way down. Oh, he's sorry. He's not. He's not thirty-one. He'll turn thirty-one at the end of the regular season. So he's thirty and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he's not particularly young. He doesn't have upside left ahead of him. And ev- basically, every time I've seen him play, there might be one flashy game and then there's six bad ones. I know a lot of people are stashing him in twelve, ten leagues, but it's the same sort of thing as stash him or you know, TJ Warren. Like I just don't think so. I just don't think it's going to have the likelihood of it returning value feels really, really low to me. And I think we talk of, like we just talked about Jonathan Isaac, obviously, and his lengthy return from from an injury that should only take 12 months. Oladipo has had injuries after injury after injury after injury, all related to that initial uh, quad thing that I think he had and and then knees. And, and so physically, he's just not able to do what he was able to do. Uh, yeah, that's right. Just I'm just trying to add something up here. All right, so he had an all-NBA season in 17-18, all right? So yep. in 17-18, he's age 25 season. So since then, so that's one, two, three, four, five seasons since then, what would you say is the over... If I set the over-under at 95 and a half games played, do you think he has played that many games in the last five years? 
Uh, so what war? What, what five seasons? That's four hundred games. Or we had the shortened seasons. Uh, ooh. So ninety-five. I think it's more of the games. More or less than ninety-five games over the last five years. Uh, let's go more. Yeah, it is. It's like ninety-eight. Yeah. But since he has left Indiana. All right, how long? I can't. It can barely remember him playing in Indiana. To yeah. be honest, he's played forty-two games since leaving yeah. Indiana. Yeah, he played twenty in Houston, and he's played thirteen games in Miami. Yeah, it's a shame because he it was is. he he was really good there. For I remember he was a I think he had a top ten season maybe. It was at least top fifteen. Top, yeah, top fifteen. Yeah, so he he was really good, and then this injury is just derailed his career. I think it was poorly handled by the Pacers as well, but that's another another point. One one or two more questions here, Kingy. Dega Cordero, why the Miami Heat having a horrible start to the season? Because A, they're not that good. They didn't do anything in the offseason to replace the loss of PJ Tucker. So they're playing guys out of position and they've had a lot of injuries. I, I don't... Yeah, Jimmy Butler's a year older. His knee's flaring up. Um, they tried to rely upon what they had in place and there wasn't really much internal growth to happen with those young guys and they just made no moves to replace anybody, which is a huge failure, I think. Yeah, I, I think I said this, I don't know if it was pre-season or early in the season, that I wasn't that high on Miami this no, season. Same. And really just because a lot of the other teams got better and they, they didn't. So I think I had them sixth in the East maybe and I was like, you're right. Yeah. Like, Even if they stay the same, everyone else got better. So yeah. they're, not, they're not being the number one seed again. Like I'm real confident in saying that. Um, last one. What is happening with Fox? Apparently, he's got a foot injury, and that is part of the reason that he has slumped off in this last little bit. He was never going to maintain that, but he is going to play through it, but he's dealing with a foot injury. That's why we're seeing Mike Brown sort of bring him out earlier in games. Um, there's nothing you can really do about it, but he is a little bit of a buy low, I think, Kingy. Yeah, a little bit, and I saw that this morning as well. He's been It's been bothering him for a while, it sounds like. So um, it'd be nice to know what it is. Just uh, yeah, so that, it would. So that you could sort of, I mean, a foot injury, it could be anything. Um, and he says he's not going to miss time, but... Yeah, Paul George know. told us he wasn't going to miss time either, and two weeks later he suddenly played with a hamstring injury. So, yeah, I don't believe a single thing a player says, to be honest. No, I think Chris Paul said his heel injury was nothing. He? <laughs> he probably did, yeah. He probably, yeah. Like, just yeah. never believe him. It's like, when, oh, man, I'm close. I'm close to returning. All right, cool. Not your call. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for us, Kingy. Tell everyone where they can find the stuff that you're doing. Uh, look, most of it's just on Twitter at the moment. Uh, my work has, has ramped up, sadly, as we, as we near the end of the year. Um, my day job stuff. So that's taking up a lot of my time. So it's really just, yeah, yeah, Twitter and, and the odd podcast when we can fire one out. Go and follow Kingy over there. And of course, guys, don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Kingy, thank you for coming on once again on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave those comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.